You gotta fucking let it go, Angie, because you have no other option. Your other option is, okay, then go be with someone else who's your age. Okay, go ahead, then do that. Is that what you want to do? Like, really meeting yourself at, like, okay, then choose the other option. And if that's still a no, then you must surrender to what you've decided and what you're at. You're listening to The Madeline Moon Show, a dating and relationship podcast that will bloom open your wild expression, deepen your emotional range, and expand your capacity for mythic love. Welcome back to another episode of the Madeline Moon Show. Today we are talking with Angie Lee. Angie is a podcasting powerhouse who turns the realities of womanhood into a hilarious pursuit. She will inspire you to do the damn thing and most importantly, remind you of your joy. If you enjoy this episode of the Madeline Moon Show, please give us five stars on iTunes, subscribe on YouTube, or maybe even purchase your own copy of my best-selling book, Artist of Love. Let's get started. Hi, Angie Lee. Welcome to the Madeline Moon Show. I'm so excited. So good to have you here. I know. I've been looking forward to this. I'm really excited. Yeah, we have been trying to make arrangements to hang out for probably two, one year, one and a half years. (laughs) Um, And so this is our first actual like hangout. So we're recording our first hangout together. That's really cool. The way that I'm seeing it. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. And I have so many things that I want to chat with you today, mm-hmm. from entrepreneurship to relationship and uh, engagement mm-hmm. and comedy. Mm-hmm. So what I want to do just to start is hear a little bit, since I don't even know. Yeah. I don't even know. Your story. Yeah. I want to hear all about your story. Yeah. Like, where did you come from? Yeah. Where have you been? Where are you going? <laughs> It's a lot. It. It's a lot. Yeah, but, you I love know, it. Take what you want out of that yeah. and then create what you'd yeah. like to do. It's such a good um, start, right? Because I'm always like, man, what do I say? But, um, you know, I'll do, I'll do the cliff notes of it. So I grew up in Chicago in the Midwest mm. and always similar Midwest to you. Girl. Yeah, Midwest. Mm. Good old Midwest. Uh, so I don't say y'all. I say you guys. Oh, yeah. precious. Yeah, but now here in Texas, I'm like, oh, God, I got to learn how to say y'all. But it's so weird to me. Does it not quite? But it kind of it starts in the back of the mouth and it moves forward. It feels good, though, because it feels like it's saving time. Like, hey, y'all, let's go. But I even if it's a group of 10 girls, I'm going to say, like, you guys, let's go. Come on, guys. Uh, yeah, like uh, your guys to me. Like, come on, guys. Your guys? Yeah. Oh, so, bless. Um, group in Chicago always felt... Uh, a little different as far as my brain when I was in school, whether that was ADD, whether that was the rebel spirit, whether that was I didn't want to follow the rules. I always felt like entrepreneurship was probably going to be the only option for me because I'm not employable. And so Word. knowing that at a young age, which I assume you probably did too, I quit college, dropped out of college. But right before I quit, I started a wellness blog in my dorm room. I was bored, didn't want to go to frat parties because I was a baby grandma. And I also didn't want to go to class because I hated school. So I was like, what am I going to do here? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I started a wellness blog. And in the beginning, it was my mom and three girls on campus that would read it, of course. I was doing personal training, nutrition coaching. And I just, you know, and at the time, this is when I was 20. So this is 2012. This is before internet marketing, Mm -hmm. that whole world was really hot. And so when I told people, hey, I'm going to start an online brand and people are going to pay me for for services and like what who's gonna hire you to do that (laughs) they were like dude what are you doing on the internet to make money this sounds sweet little thing you think you're gonna yeah it sounds sus my mom's like are you selling nudes like what's going on you know my mom's like what are you doing you you can't like make money on the internet from strangers like Mm -hmm. that's not a thing 
you know, jokes on her now, but she she loves it now. But um, so what started as just me being obsessed with sharing content, I would make blogs about burpees and push-ups and drink your green smoothie, which is like yeah. so not me now, but it's it's just it's cute and it's funny and it's where I started. And so I started sharing that. And that really evolved into more of me sharing my journey of <clears throat> wellness and then quitting college. And then it turned into wellness coaching. Uh, I did brand deals with wellness stuff. I did live events, got into podcasting. It all kind of evolved from this blog and me building this female Mm -hmm. audience around wellness, which then went to personal development, which then people were like, oh, how did you build that? How did you... How, how, how did you get to the point where you didn't have to go to a full-time job? How were you able to monetize online? So then I taught women that. And now it's really evolved into what I would consider more of like a lifestyle brand where now my passion is to get more into just full-time comedy content, lifestyle content, being an influencer. So it's really evolved because it started as me teaching girls about burpees and push-ups. And now I'm like, let's talk about buttholes, you know? Yeah. So it's it's had its evolution. You do evolution. talk about buttholes. I do talk about buttholes you know? a lot. <laughs> I'm, it's kind of funny. Because... I love your calm nature. It's so cute to me. It's funny. You talk about it's funny because I'm like I'm kind of I'm kind of the I'm not gonna say the worst but I'm not very good at sitting down on my Instagram and watching something all the way through especially Mm, stories so I'm kind of like bloop bloop and then it's like Angie Lee and it's like a poop emoji (laughs) and then like the next day I'll do the same thing boop and then something about like butthole and like a caption (laughs) And you're just like, what is my life? Why you're like, why am I watching this I never fully, psychotic woman's page? I never fully yeah. get to like sit and absorb mm. what is she saying about the butt Yeah, hole. you need to absorb <laughs> it. You so need to take it into your soul. You it's kind of like a Pavlov response now when I think of Angie and then I'm like thinking about like the poop emoji or something like that. So I need to like slow down and and connect the dots. Oh my god! It. Well, I did just do a brand deal with Poopery a few months ago, and it was it was Great. one of my favorite brand deals. Yeah, it was really exciting because I was cracking up because I my mom was in town, and so I had her help me film some of it, and I was laughing with her because I was thinking, Mom, like this is such a, a champagne moment for me. It, it might not be for other people, but this is so fun. Like I'm literally getting paid to film a video where I'm running in the field, pretending I'm shitting in the woods. I wrote this whole script. I had this whole concept, and the level of joy that it brought me. I was like, this is crazy. Like, this is so fun. Mm. And so, yeah, it's kind of evolved into who knows what. And now it's really, um, I'm in this season now in my 30s of of wanting to create things that are much different than what I was passionate about when I started at 19 and had no idea what I was doing. And I was super broke. I was $100,000 in debt. And I would just make random Whoa. money here and there. Yeah, from, from like classes. College? From college, from classes wow. I didn't even go to, which is really upsetting. So in the beginning, it was, I'd make 30 bucks here and there from a granola brand would pay me to put me uh, to put their stuff on my website. And then I would do personal training. I would work all these random odd jobs just so I could build my brand and focus Mm -hmm. on content because I was obsessed and I didn't want to go to a corporate job. And so I was willing to do anything to figure it out and make it work. And that's what led to podcasting and events. And then my my brother and I started Soul, which is a wellness brand. Oh, your brother yeah. seems so sweet. He is very sweet. Yeah, I'm watching him on your stool. Oh, he is very when sweet. I flip through <laughs> when they oh, flip through the poop, the poop yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's sweet. Mm. So I didn't know we had such a similar mm. background because when I finished college, uh, immediately. Like the day after I graduated, I said, okay, so how am I going to make this work to be my own 
boss. So I was also in the fitness industry and I was doing bodybuilding competitions and I was making my first ever offer was the moon power cleanse. And it was a photo of me with my six pack abs. And it was like this 900 calorie plan for women and a 1200 calorie plan for men. So bad. Not good. Why? Not good. But at the time. 1200 for men? Then what am I? Because I'm eating <laughs> two thousand a day. Crazy because I was in the bodybuilding world and I was like, you want to like you know, like, oh yeah, like, you want to like get fit? Hire me. Like you can have these abs and like the my business card was this dark image of just my abs. Oh yeah, and it was Madeline oh, yeah. Moon, like you know the Moon cleanse. <laughs> and I was like, just really like my my blog was MoonFitness.net. Moon Fitness. That's and, actually a really cool name. But, yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah. So I, I, I started making these cleanses and then I started, people would hire me to do long distance training. And, uh, and then after a while I started the food blog and I was like, okay, I'm going to start food blogging. And I was doing like the photography of like the, you know, the 99% lean ground turkey meatballs that were super dry, but they were good for you. Oh. Like creating this blog. And then I was like, this is how I'm going to make my, my living and doing those ads and all the things until it evolved into something much healthier oh yeah uh much more well-rounded personal development coaching relationship all those things but i remember you from that time oh yeah i was hardcore in the dieting space i I remember because yeah i remember probably like six years ago seven years ago like your name kind of you know, when you're kind of growing, when you're growing alongside some people in similar spaces, yeah. their name floats in and out. You were definitely one of those names that I would see all the time float in and out. So it's so beautiful now to be able to yeah. connect all these years later where yeah. you're doing what you're doing, which is like comedy. Yeah. It was so beautiful. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. It is really funny because now I'm thinking of, gosh, I feel so bad about it, but you don't, you know what you know, right? So you can't feel bad about what we taught women, but I remember telling women to eat eight to 900 calories a day, do an hour of fasted cardio in the morning, cold chicken breast that is weighed out to make sure it's six ounces and not seven, you know, Mm because God forbid if it's seven, you'll get fat. Mm -hmm. No egg whites. I mean, sorry, no egg yolks. Oh, no egg yolks. No, 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 no. no. Don't even look. Don't even look at them. Look at them or... Mm -mm. So, (laughs) you know, the thing about this is that just like any mentorship. Yeah. When you have a teacher in any place, especially when you're youngin, those initial teachers get into your nervous system and get into your mentality around things so deeply. And at that time, I remember one of my first personal training coaches that took me as an apprentice. He was the one that really ingrained into me, don't eat any fruit. You know, every week you go down 100 calories. And he told me like these muscles, what, you know, as I was coming out as a fitness coach and I was really trying to make my name a household name, like the moon fitness, whatever. He was like, make sure when you're coaching women, you call this muscle the bra line, the bra strap muscle. So I was like saying these things, you know, I was making these YouTube videos showing what a pull up looks like. And I was like, your bra strap muscle. (laughs) Yeah. Just taking what this guy was telling me. Wow. And bless us at that time because yeah. we're just trying, you know, we're hungry to learn and grow and we're passing on And we were hungry. <laughs> yeah. And this is just hungry in general. You, just very I was starving. hungry. I mean, I would wake so up. Hungry. And again, for the women listening, I want you to know how this is 
so horrible. And I would never give a woman this advice now hormonally ever, 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 ever. ever. Now knowing hormones and how they work, I'd wake up, do an hour of fasted cardio. Don't eat before, right? Because you got to burn those fat cells. So I'm running on cortisol and adrenaline. Didn't I would do that hour of cardio. And then later in the day, I would lift weights with some bro trainer and I would go balls to the walls or do CrossFit. And then at night again, I did my second hour of of cardio just to really burn those calories. And I'm eating mm. chicken breast and mm. a fourth a cup of oatmeal and the six almonds fourth eight times a day because you don't want your metabolism to slow down. I don't do any of that today. I don't intermittent fast. I don't restrict myself to these severely low, low fat diets that are like 10 grams and under. I mean, the things that I did, but it worked in my 20s. And I think your body is extremely resilient. So it worked mm-hmm. and it got me lean and I I did the shows and then I broke down one day. I you was, did shows. You oh, did yeah. Shows. I did bikini oh, shows. God, we have so much I know. I did bikini shows. And I remember my ex at the time. I was so depleted. This is so sad. My body was so cold. I was shaking. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even do my last walk around the neighborhood, my last cardio right before the show. And uh, I basically fell on his on his kitchen floor and I was just screaming, I just need to eat a pizza. Like I just mm-hmm. need fuel. Mm-hmm. And I took pizza and I, this is going to sound so gross, but if you are hungry and depleted, you'll understand this. I took pizza and I dipped it into peanut butter because my body was so depleted of fats really? that I ate an entire jar of peanut butter. I would do that today. It's actually not that hard. People are like, how did you eat an entire jar of peanut butter? I'm like, you've never dieted. Oh, it's not yeah, that yeah. hard. You could down it if you're super hungry. And I just started dipping it. And he looked at me and he was like, you need to stop. This mm-hmm. is really bad. Mm-hmm. And that's when I stopped. I was like, what am I doing? My, my own boyfriend thinks this is crazy. I look like a ske- I look like Skeletor. Mm-hmm. I don't even look good. I hate my life. My brain cells aren't working. And so I started sharing that with women. I was I was honest. And at the time, it was a little taboo. Taboo. It was to be new. honest about dieting. And that's what really so built the audience is Same. I sent out an email called uh, something about almonds. I was like, I cried over six almonds because I had six extra almonds. And I cried asking my coach if I was going to get fat yep. over six almonds. Yeah. And gosh, if I could tell 21-year-old yeah. Angie, she's not going to be fat from some extra almonds. But that's what really connected with women. And that vulnerability was the first really being that vulnerable was what really built my audience. And it's still to this day is what builds my audience is me just being fucking honest. Mm -hmm. And so the good old almond story, that was the first email that I noticed. I got all this engagement and women writing, oh my gosh, me too. I'm suffering with, with orthorexia or, or excessive dieting. And you're the only person who's talking about it because all you see is these girls on the cover of oxygen and they're super lean and their life must be perfect because they're on the cover of oxygen fitness. And that was my dream. And I'm so grateful that I saw the reality of what really goes on behind the scenes to get in that level of shape because now I, I wouldn't want to do it to be on the cover of Oxygen. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I talk a lot on the podcast about like the shapes we take energetically. Like yeah. we all have a specific transmission that we put out into the world and it's what people pick up on when they're in our vicinity when they're like, "Ooh, that person feels good. I want to get to know them or I'm repulsed, repelled by that person. So it's interesting when we use that word to get into that shape because the shape that we are taking whenever we're dieting and dieting and dieting and dieting and dieting and restricting and restricting, it's like this golem shape. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like the energy of like, it's never enough hungry ghost. Like, yeah. and people can feel that. I've, I mean, I'm not saying that every feminine bodybuilder of the world, yeah. people don't, you know, they feel it. Some are probably incredibly warm and yeah. joyful and have found a way to work that into their life. But many times women who are 
designed to be vibrant and full who go into those paths of restriction, they start to take an energetic shape of like collapse and of closure and of pain. And people feel that. And that's why less prosperity enters your life, less opportunities enter your life. And we have to turn to vulnerability and sharing and speaking up about these things in order to find our way back into a healthy energetic shape, which also means finding a healthy uh, body shape. And your body will like, you know, the body takes the posture of the mind of how our mind, we're constantly thinking about restricting, like people will feel that around you. And that's why the entire life begins to suffer. Yeah. I mean, men, I thought, oh, this will impress guys. And no guy was attracted to it at the time. They were like, ew, eat a Uh, pizza and have a beer. I was thinking- a normal person. I was thinking about this today (laughs) because- I remember my partner at the time, I think about him every now and then because he's we we matched up in Austin and he was one of those. I was, mm, I guess with him, I was probably 20, 21. He was 26 or something like that. And I was, he was the boyfriend I had during the most intense portion of my bodybuilding time. And I would go over to his house. He would have a barbecue with friends. I'd bring my little tub of wear with casein in it mixed with water. And I would put it in his freezer until it was time for everyone to eat their food. And I would go get my freezer proof tub of wear and like eat my like you know try to like break up the icy chunks and eat my casein you're bringing me back with so many <laughs> memories wow oh, and then he'd like want to go to the movies oh this no the way memory i was thinking of today because uh i might go to the movies later with my partner and i was thinking about the movie theater i pick in austin yeah. and i remember going with him and him being like do you want a cocktail and me being like oh how dare you ask me if I do you even know me? I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't have alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> like and Literally. then him just his stuff his energy is just deflating of like again. Like, I wanna I wanna enjoy like he just really wanted the finer things. It's a resistance so. of pleasure too, which you're you're I feel like you <gasps> have way more um expertise in that whole world. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but I know enough to know that it's the reason it's probably not attractive is because you're resisting one of the pleasures of life, which is food. And if mm-hmm. if if you have a good relationship with food, it's okay to enjoy food. Food is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It should be something that we nourish our bodies with. And mm-hmm. now being a woman who's focusing on fertility and these other things, I'm like, it's, it's actually my job to be to be giving myself uh-huh. pleasure through food. So I've noticed that any of my past relationships, what the men were feeling, but they couldn't articulate. Mm-hmm because I just figured it out right now, probably in the second, is they were noticing a woman who just wasn't in joy and wasn't in pleasure. And that's not who I am. If you really know me, I'm, I love joy. I love pleasure. I love just literally and figuratively eating up life and and having fun. And so they were seeing such a deflated version of me that isn't really womanhood. I think there's a way to be healthy and to be fit and also have some dark chocolate, have mm-hmm. a glass of wine, live your friggin' life, right? Yeah. <laughs> and the beautiful thing is, and why this makes so much sense for anyone that's listening that still restricts pleasure in any way, shape, or form, reading a book on a Sunday, not working so hard, feeling like you constantly have to write one more post and one more post, mm-hmm. like just resisting letting go is that, the let's say the masculine, they do not have typically, I'm not going to say for everybody, but a primarily masculine being they plug in to pleasure. So that's why the ecstasy of a woman is so desirable to plug into. Like physically, when we're having, we're making love. They are the plug. They're plugging into that. And so they're feeling her pleasure from life, from orgasm. That's how he receives it. 
Wow. He receives it by plugging into her, whether it's... <laughs> Give me your joy. <laughs> Literally. Whether it is like a plug. Exactly. <laughs> and you watch next time, I swear to God, watch watch your masculine partner plug into you and witness you in your pleasure. And the more you start to amplify how good something feels, watch how he amplifies. Because yeah. he's plugging into it. He gets excited and, when I eat a meal that is yes, not like... He's getting oh, it wow. from you. Yeah. So when He when likes guys, when I like eat something that's like, oh, this isn't super healthy, but you're enjoying yourself that's like like how he's received because their their ability to feel that level of pleasure is different it's just different yeah and so while they hold that consciousness and grounded pull and we're like oh i'm feeling rest in you i'm feeling groundedness in you give me some of that depth baby they feel that the same way so it makes sense when they're dating someone with restricting so they're like well i don't have that much pleasure and you don't either (laughs) it's just not attractive (laughs) yeah right like it's not attractive yeah clay lights up when i have a meal that's like off my my plan because i'm still I'm You're still on always fertility? working on it. Like, Your fertility plan now is like the food now is like a fertility. Yeah, I would say I'm in, I'm in a season of conceiving, so it's like for me, it's really trying to not be as strict. But I'm still, I can still have moments where I am a little strict, and so I'm, I'm always working on it. It will always be a journey. I mean, I'm way better than I was ten years ago, but I definitely have a, a, still a little part of me that wants to control and for it to be perfect because mm-hmm. I believe that if I'm perfect with my health, then I'll maybe mm-hmm. be immortal. Right? Who knows? That it's probably mm-hmm. a, a deeper fear around. Death or who knows, yeah. right? If we really want to get deep. So um, I'm really working through that. I always am because Clay loves seeing me just have a freaking bowl of pasta that's not gluten-free, girl. You're not going to die. And I'm like, I might die. So there is a little bit of this, yeah. like he's so just has such a great relationship with food and having it be nourishing. And we really, that's like one of the things we work on is mm. like how that shows up in our relationship. So mm. yeah, beautiful. I think that it's always a, a work in progress if totally. you've had disordered eating you'll yeah. always have a, this relationship that you have to really work on and it's i'm i feel like i'm 95 percent there which is yeah. great but there's still that little bit that's like oh no it's not good for you oh it's sugar mm-hmm. and those like, are dude just let go you stressing about it is the worst thing i'm realizing that the stress about it is what actually is bad for the nervous system and the cortisol because women who don't think about it as much they're like oh yeah it'd be chocolate oh yeah i had some gluten like it's not a big deal move on with your life i really want to be able to like fully get to that point because mm-hmm. i'm like almost there but I'll be like, darn it, why did I have that, you know? Mm. Like, where's that from? Why do I still mm. care? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have to be that strict. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it, it, yeah, there. it's like this little guy that's on your shoulder that's just like, f- it feels like they have an important job to do and they don't. Oh, I like so that. So listening to that voice while also one of the things I've kind of been looking at, because my thing no longer is food. Mm. It is uh, like, it's not cleanliness, but order. It's order, mm. which is very related to the orthorexia like Uh, order control control like my house the other day we have we have a new puppy so we have two dogs now and ollie is nine and a half he just doesn't he never played with toys we just didn't have many toys but our new little guy jack he wants to have all the toys toys everywhere so many toys and bones bones that smell bones that smell that are inside of the sheepskins and like just stuff that's all around and like i loved like if it was up to me everything would always literally always be in its place wow which i think you might kind of get because i've seen i've seen videos of your home your home and it's orderly like that yeah. It was up to me. Everything would be inside of some nice and neat, tidy place. Does, does a room like this, like even if something's like a little This out? is fine because it's not my room. Oh, interesting. It's not my room. So any cords out, I'm like, yeah. it's fine. But the minute it's something that I live in. Wow. So it's one of my practices right now the other day. Like 
with my beloved, I was like, let me just tell you how I feel. I am going crazy. Like yeah. just telling him like the thing, the thing is out and I want to not care, but I care. Wow. And he's like, okay, babe, can you open as the mess? Can you breathe into the yeah, mess? Yeah, yeah. Cause he's like great at, you know, yeah. opening as the thing you're frustrated by. No, well, I've never thought like that. So wow. he was like, can you breathe into the heart of the messy room and open as it wow. and let love in from the, and I did that and actually really worked. Wow. Like opening as or breathing into the very thing that's like irking your system. Yeah. So opening as five extra grams of sugar. Can you like feel that inside the body and open as the five extra grams yeah. of sugar? Yeah. It's like a really fun. Just let it ride you and just be like, oh, look, you didn't, you didn't die. Yeah, like, fun little dance practice. with it. Yeah, it is interesting because um, that will sometimes show up for me. But yeah, it's. It, I feel like everybody has their, mm -hmm. everybody has their place in life where they, um, we have this illusion of if I just control this area, then I'll be perfect or mm -hmm. I'll be healthy or happy or I won't die then, which is such an illusion, right? The illusion of control. So that's where oh, it shows yes. up for you. And especially if you also do want to be a mother, holy shit, that's going to rock your yeah. world. Because children are going to be very messy. Yes. It's one of no my matter things. how much you want it to look like a Marie Kondo house. So there might be something in that. And again, I'm like working on my own fucking lessons before motherhood right now that are slapping me in the face. But mm. that might be what's going to come up for you. We've talked about it. Where you're going to be like, what yeah. the fuck? What? There's shit on the floor. He colored, <laughs> he colored on the little tiny yeah. colored on the thing. Oh, no, you can't put the markers there. So yeah. like, what are you going to do? It's only going to get worse. This is uh -huh. the best time in your life where you're going to have serenity. <laughs> so true. Not to say like, they're not going to be beautiful and awesome, but like, wow. So when well, I go I'm to my friends with kids' houses, I'm like, oh my, oh, wow, there's a car every, okay. So like, like shit you got to learn to like uh -huh. almost like let it go now because it's only gonna get worse it's been a great it's been a good <laughs> i'm using all of this as training field for yeah. that so i you know i'm, I'm learning how the puppy is the training we're gonna field, sell yeah. the white couch i'll just say that we're gonna sell the white couch we're gonna get something a lot darker and more totally but i wanted to ask yeah. you now about <laughs> your relationship yeah. i'm just so curious oh, about yeah. you and clay and particularly let's talk about before you met Clay, mm -hmm. what was it like before you met Clay when you were calling in the king or maybe you weren't calling in anybody, but where were you at? What were you working on and what led to mm. your beloved coming into your life? That's a good question. I was a lesbian cat lady. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Great. Great. Okay. Great. Tell me um, more. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because um, there, you know, because I, I feel like there's a lot, again, the comedian in me is finding the funny in, in the spiritual world of like, it's like chant and like write your intentions for your man and like all this fucking stuff. And I'm like, dude, I didn't do any of that shit. And like, he just came in. So, but I, what I do think I did with that was spiritual in a way is I was in my joy. I was in the happiest most successful season of my career in my life. And he was attracted to that. He saw that and saw that girl's a badass. That girl is in her zone of genius. She's doing what she does best. And there was something in him that he said when I've asked him that was like, oh my God, I love that. And I feel like that's what I'm telling some of my single friends now who are like, how do I find this guy? And they're like, I'm burning the sage and I'm doing all the, the weird I'm shit. I'm burning the sage. I'm like, or whatever the fuck they're doing, you know, they're like sticking sage up their butthole and like chanting to the moon and I don't know, insert moon stuff here. And I'm like, dude, the greatest, most attractive energy in everybody is just in your joy. Like live your happiest fucking life right now all out. And he's going to see that like and be so attracted to that because people want to be with happy people who already have a happy life, right? People don't want to be with someone who's like, I need you. I'm desperate. And so that was something that I think I did without even planning it or realizing it as I was in such a good, healthy spot of that. I was with someone previous who he was about to propose to me. I was with him for four years. 
And I found out he was about to, and I was like, oh God, no. So that's what happened is I I broke it off because my mom told me, (laughs) she was like, he's going to propose. And I was like, fuck no. So he was just not my person. Uh, Definitely somebody who didn't want to be with um, an entrepreneur. I felt like he was somebody who um, didn't celebrate the light and didn't celebrate the joy. He was more so like just kind of dimming it. And so we broke up. I dated some jabronis, you know, some, some some gym bros and, you know, they were really young and you're with someone older as well. So I know you'll get this. They're just like, you know, a 30 year old fetus who I was expecting to have his life together, Mm. 28 year old fetus who I was expecting to have his life together and they just weren't. So I was getting really disappointed. And then one day I received uh, a note at one of my events. He left a note downstairs, a note with flowers. And I was still with my ex at the time. So I was like, Oh God. So we called him creepy note guy. Cause I didn't know him but i knew of him yeah he was creepy note guy for like a year (laughs) he was creepy note guy (laughs) yeah creepy note guy look how far you can come i know you can now yeah you're gonna marry (laughs) creepy note guy so my mom comes upstairs and she's like hey some guy wrote you a note downstairs in the lobby my event was at this hotel and he left a note with flowers and i brought it upstairs and i read it really quick and i thought oh what a nice guy like maybe he's just networking that's just really that's really nice so i dm'd him and i was like thank you so much sincerely angie like i was just like so awkward my boyfriend at the time was like who's that i'm like i don't know just this nice guy i've heard of him heard he's really smart heard heard he's really nice but there was something in my brain that just kind of didn't i don't know i just didn't really think about it right i was still with this guy so i had to break up with this jabroni first and so then time went by and we would just uh, DM on Instagram. And I thought to myself, he's so funny. He's so witty. He's so interesting. But because he was older for some reason, which is so silly and stupid now for me to think, I didn't put him as an option. I thought like, oh, no, like he's too old for me. Like I can't be with an older guy. So I would just date the jabronis. Mm-hmm. And, but we would keep talking. And I kept thinking, he's so funny, though. And he's so nice. How many years old? He's so he? great. He's 14 years older. So <clears> I'm 33. <throat> I'll be 34 in March. Uh, Clay is 47, 46, 47, one of those. Yeah. So, uh, so I just kind of like, I don't know. I just never thought about it. And then he kept pursuing. He showed up at my house when, when I was out on a run and I was living with Sam Skelly, one of my besties. Mm. And she texts me and said, OMG, marry this man. And I'm out on a run and I'm like, who is she talking about? What is she talking about? So I run home. She's like, dude, Look, in, look on the counter. And it's this big, huge, beautiful bouquet of flowers and this beautiful written note and this book. And Aww. I picked up the piece of paper and still to this day, I remember <clears throat> looking at the note and looking down and saying, oh, it's him. Like I hadn't even met him yet in person. We had talked on the phone and we had DM'd here and there, but I was like, oh, it's him. Like the most, this is gonna sound weird, like brotherly familiar, like, oh, it's you. Like, oh, hey, it's you. You're part of my family. You're part of my life. I just knew. I looked down and I said, somebody who sees me like this, that's crazy. Like, how does he already see me and really know me? And I text him and I was like, thank you for the note. I still was super weird about Sincerely, it. Yeah. Angie. Sincerely, Angie. Sincerely, Angie. XOXO. And he was like, what the frick? I'm trying to flirt with this girl and she's so awkward. And Sam's like, dude, he's trying to like flirt with you. Why are you being so weird? I'm like, I don't know. What if he still is just like networking? You know, maybe mm. he wants to be on my <clears throat> podcast or something. She's like, mm. dude, you're so stupid. Come on. And so... She knew him, so I, I had confirmation he wasn't a serial killer, he wasn't a murderer. You know, you got to get that out of the way first, because I was like, okay, is this guy legit? And uh, man, we went on our first date a few months later, and I have probably not not seen him since that since that day, right? And that was four and a half, almost five years ago. So he pursued, he did all the work. I didn't do anything. I was just in my joy. I was living my best life, and 
he showed up when he saw that that light. And I think that that's really important for women to hear because it's really easy to think you need to do something or check something off a list when the vibration of you truly being happy with your life and he's just an add-on to that, I think is the best energy to be in, right? And now I'm I'm really thinking about that with children too. It's like a baby soul wants to come into the energy of like, you have a full, rich, beautiful life. A child doesn't fill the hole in the heart. It's just an addition to that joy. So I've been working on that a lot now where it's like, oh, my job is to be in joy again. Because mm-hmm. when I am, like good shit happens. And so that's how I found him. I mean, I did have little sticky notes on my mirror though, where I wrote out all the things I wanted. I was like, my man is this and my man is this, you know, and I would look at those when I would brush my teeth. But um, yeah, he he was creepy note guy and then he became sticky note guy and we got engaged a year ago and that's life, Aww. man. So from watching everything on Instagram, like it, it seems like watching everything from the little things I've seen. <laughs> the moment you wake up. <laughs> it seems like he ca- has continued with like pursuing you in love. Yeah. And like when he buys you, I remember one time I saw a story where he, you said something about wanting the Harry Potter books yeah. and then you were like, he bought me the Harry Potter set. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so, yeah. he listens and he's yeah. still courting you and he's yeah. like, yeah. just like really nurturing yeah. your spirit and the ways that it seems like you very specifically need to be nurtured. Yeah, he's very good at like <clears throat> illuminating my light and um, mm. he's very good at noticing and, and paying attention to those small details. He's like the most thoughtful person I know so he can meet a stranger who will say like, oh, that was a book I loved when I was in kindergarten. And then he'll just ship him the book. Like he's just very, very thoughtful like that, which is really sweet. So yeah, the, uh, about a, a few months ago, I was like, babe, I miss The Sims. I haven't played The Sims in oh, so long. Right. That used to be my favorite game too. Dude, I was obsessed with The Sims. So I wouldn't even eat or sleep. I was just up <clears throat> building those homes, you know? Yeah. And uh, then all of a sudden he he came home one day and he's like, oh, come in here. I, I need you to help me with something on the computer. And he downloaded The Sims and I just started crying because I was like, nostalgia, oh. The Sims. So what was it like as yeah. an adult going back to The Sims? Oh my was God, it as amazing as you thought? It's, it's the best, but it's weird because the dopamine hits are different. Uh, yeah, because you're playing real life now. You actually mm. have bills and a kitchen and a house and, you know, you, oh. real relationships. And so you're like, this is, oh, this is <laughs> weird because my distortion is um, what your brain assumed was life and now wow. it is. And But it's still so fun. Oh, it, played. it kind of feels like, like it'd be a little monotonous of like having to go back it's to bananas. a different world where you pay bills and then have relationships yeah. and have sex. And yeah, you're like, what else do I do? Remember when you have sex, they would blur it out and then you'd click woohoo. So, I mean, woo-hoo. I was... Yeah, they'd be like, Hello. Hello. Yeah. but yeah, it's weird now. But it's um, I played the other day. I mostly just build now. I find that it's fun for like vision boarding, like the future home. I'm like, ooh, here's the little nice. Here's the kitchen and stuff. But yeah, he's very, very thoughtful. I mean, I'll be honest though, because I'm like, I'm, I'm always honest and vulnerable about everything. The hardest year of our relationship has been this last year of being engaged. The mm. hardest we have gone through. The hardest fucking season. Really, really, really fucking hard. It got to a place where I was like, oh my god. And so, um, yeah, it's interesting because it's like again the perception of um something that I really struggle with. So I always want a listener to know is what you see online is not the full picture of anybody's relationship or life. The couples that post that they're in love every five seconds and make these mushy posts about he is my king who blah, 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 blah. And Ted talk length post and they're in love and there's love. They're probably the ones that are most fucked up. Like that's not life. Life is not every day being like, Oh my God, you are my, you know, blah, blah. it's like, no, it's fucking going through the real shit with someone and being willing to know that it's not perfect, but it can still be perfect. And I'm huge on that. So I actually don't share a ton about my relationship because I don't want women mm. to follow and think that like, oh, if we take a really cute photo shoot together and I make a really beautiful caption, we're, we're doing good, right? We're good. It's like, no, how many women are doing that? And I'm scrolling on the toilet and I'm like, oh man, we didn't take a cute photo shoot today or oh, we didn't 
Like we didn't have an engagement photo shoot. Oh my God, we need to do that. And it's like, is it because I want to or because I need to post that? So people mm-hmm. think we're doing really well, mm-hmm. right? So I'm really working on like, wait, what's real? And how can I show the low lights and the highlights? Because you know, in the relationship space, you can follow something. And I follow so many couples who I know make that post. And I'm like, dude, I saw you guys a week ago. That's not what's happening at all, yeah. which is fine. They don't need to post the shit all the time. But also like this illusion, the illusion of love on social media is so... I think hurtful for young women who are looking for love, who are single, because they're like, is that what it's supposed to look like? We're like supermodels making out in the kitchen every day and we're just like in love. It's like, no, some days you're yelling and you're screaming and you're pissed. Yeah. Even a, <laughs> I don't you know. know, I think oh, it's what I've what I've noticed with many single women, single friends, yeah. even mm, I didn't actually do this. I was gonna say even myself, but I didn't really do this one. I did a whole bunch of other things, but I didn't really do this one. <clears throat> is that um, they'll meet someone and instantly be like, nope, not for me. Like, nope, not for me. Because there wasn't like the immediate sparks or they're not matching up to the vision that someone has for themselves of who their king is. Yeah, which media has sold which us, Which is only Disney. based off of, yeah, it's, you, you know, unless someone had a very clear vision, which I yeah. do believe is a real thing. I have a friend who had a vision of her partner and it's exactly who, well, and she's She's very oracular. But there are also, on the other side, there there are so many stories that we have by this point of who the alpha masculine or the um, shamanic musician or whatever your flavor is of how they're supposed to look, how they're supposed to be, how they're supposed to act. And real life, no matter how how phenomenal your person is or attractive your person is or deep your person is, it's going to come with all the human things. Oh, yeah. And you're going to find yourself as a woman in in your not best self. Yep. No matter who you're with, you're going to have those moments of your not best self. Yeah. It's not your partner's fault. Sometimes it is an alchemy thing, but it's also wherever there is an alchemy thing, there is the potential for y'all to grow together. Yeah. Yeah. For you to heal that together. Yeah. So if you're open to it, yeah. I would be curious to hear maybe what's one of the things that's come up in this engagement period that y'all have really been working to alchemize together. Yeah, no, I I love that. I'm thinking of one of my best friends right now who's single and I always tell her she's 35, she's single, she's she's hitting that age where it's like, I want a family, I want kids now. So she's feeling that pressure, which I totally get. Um, And I'm like, he's gonna show up, but it's gonna be a little bit different than you think. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I don't know yet. I just know that for my person, he was just, there was things that were a little different, but in the best way, like like a surprise. You're like, oh, wow, I didn't know he'd be older. Oh, wow, I didn't know this because I envisioned this, right, on a piece of paper, this guy, and he's this old, and he's this blah, 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 and he's from here. Like, what the fuck was I doing? And it's like, let go of that. Of course, there's some main things you want in a, in a partner, but then also be open to be open to some magic with it, right, and it being different. And so, yeah, women right now, I feel like are are doing that a lot mm-hmm. because of social media, right? And and the media being like, this is what this person is supposed to be like. So I had no idea. My partner, my dream man, yeah. would be 26 years older than me. Yeah, yours is 26, 26 years, older. years older than me. Wait, how old are you now? I'm 32. You're 32. 32. And he's, I, I'm bad at math. 58. <laughs> wow, that's right. He's 58. But he's like a young 58. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, totally. I've never, I met him only like once a person. Real he's quickly. special. But he seems special. like he has young spirit physically and emotionally. Yeah, yeah. Like he doesn't look 58, which society would say is 58. He, he's an incredibly special in that regard. Like He's very healthy. He's constantly learning. You know, mm-hmm. for a lot of people at that point, there's like, can they still learn? Are they curious in learning and yeah. like growing or changing? And like, wow. he is so like hungry for growth mm. and change. And he is 
Um, does he take really good care Wise. of his Yes, he takes great care. And when, Isn't that and, crazy? That he's me 60 in two years. And it's like, it is wild. But like, my mom's 65. And like, honestly, my mom is so healthy and so vibrant. It's wild. And, and she's living her best life. Yeah. And you know that that's a very unexpected thing that's offered so mm. much room for me to relax into and trust and like, mm. and, and, um, like face reality of like, okay, that we have a big age difference, but the the resilience that our connection has makes that, I don't even care. You probably don't think about it, do you? Don't, I do sometimes, you know, it's here and there, we're going to have a family. And like, of course, yeah. there's just re very real life things that come up with that, but yeah. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And I think when you have, when you have that level of love, sometimes people will ask me, do you ever listen to your head over your heart? Do you ever choose like the, you know, I could very easily look at that and be like, well, my head and I'd be so unhappy and I would miss out on the best love of my life. So for me, no, I'm not going to choose the head of those logical quote things that people put on paper. Yeah. I trust what spirit is saying, you know, and I trust what, Aww. I trust what our love is telling us. And it made that it made it not even matter wow, anymore. I love that. You know? well, that's really <laughs> healing because, yeah, I would say going back to your question of the things, it's kind of yeah. like echoing that a little bit is um, when you are a woman who's with someone older. So what happened is two things. I think um, uh, two things. One, I felt like I, for the first time in my life, was in a season where I didn't feel as clear and as good in my career. I just felt kind of like, nah, I was just in like a, I call it a winter season. And that really affected our polarity in our relationship because mm -hmm. I wasn't happy. And so then he was feeling that and then I was expecting him to feel that. And so I'm humble enough now to like, as much as it sucked, it was, I needed to work on me. And it, that really came up. But again, but in the beginning, you don't see it as that. You see it as what's wrong with you and what's wrong with us, mm -hmm. right? And instead of being like, oh, wow, yeah, this is just a man who loves when his woman's happy. Men ultimately just want their woman to be happy, right? And be in enjoy your bliss, pleasure, whatever. And so- I wasn't creating as much. I just was in a really weird funk um, with myself. And so that came up as then we would get in these huge fights because he he couldn't say it and articulate it. Our, our, we work with Annie Lala. She's an incredible relationship coach. Do you know Annie Lala? I've heard of her oh, name. She's so good. Oh my yeah. God. Phenomenal. And she was basically like, okay, what Clay's trying to say, but he's maybe not articulating is that he wants to see you happy. He wants to <clears> enjoy. And it, it's frustrating because he wants to like fix that. He probably wants yeah. to fix this 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 sadness that you're in. And so the last few months have really been when we do best is when we're both in our passions and we're mm -hmm. both like really um, separately, really happy with our our passions and our work. And that happens to be our careers, which I don't really call a career, I call it my creative outlet, um, whether it's content creation, helping women, serving women, the podcast. But when I'm not in that, that affects our relationship, mm -hmm. which is very interesting. It all, all immediately the polarity goes off and the, and the energetics get weird because he can feel you're not happy with you, which doesn't make you attractive to me, which is scary to say, but it's real. I mean, obviously he's still in love. He stayed, but it's like working on that. So we had to work a lot through that. Basically like, yo, Angie, get your shit together. <laughs> um, and so I'm feeling better now, which is really nice. Um, and then the second thing is the um, the conception thing. I think I didn't realize that that would bring me into a version of myself that I've never met who went mm. psycho last year because it hasn't happened yet. And so I became a crazy psycho controlling biatch around it. I'll just be really real because I know there's someone listening who this is going to be helpful to because all you see online is just like pregnancy announcement. Oh my God, it just happened. Um, and that's not the reality for most people. It, take, it can take a while, take a bit. And so and ironically, it usually happens when you let go, but that's really hard. So how do you mm. fucking, how do you play with that? I don't know. I'm in it right now. I'm trying to figure it out. It's the most painful and beautiful thing I've ever experienced in my life, to be honest. Um, 
And so through that, he met a version of me again, a new version of me. Who the fuck is this? I'm like, I don't know, but she's scared. You're already, for me again, and I would love to hear your very honest opinions on this too, because again, it's the head and it's logic and it's real. But you know, I'm like, I don't want you to be 50 years old when we start having children. That's really scary to me. You're going to be 80 years old when our kid's 30? Like, what the fuck? Right? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? And I'm just being really, really, really <clears throat> yeah. real right now. I've actually never shared this publicly. So that started Aww. to scare me. So instead of saying like, whatever, it's our love, I went into straight fear. I'm behind. We have to hurry up. I want three or four kids. I'm 33. Oh my God, I have to get them in before my late 30s. I went fucking crazy, dude. I lost my mind. And it, t- it took me into a depression and then I wasn't able to create. And it was the hardest year of my life. Like it really was. And all because I wanted to have a kid, you know? And it's weird because it's like, if I could go back even 12 months ago, of course, what I think would have worked, which is the harder route, but I, you know, again, it's always easier said than done is like, just be in love and let go. And it would have just happened. But instead, I almost took the harder route, mm. of like control and timing this. And okay, we must get pregnant now. So then it's before you're 50 and da, da, da. <clears throat> and there was these thoughts in my mind, like, well, if I was just with a younger guy right now, I wouldn't have to feel so fucking rushed. Yeah. And that's really scary, but he's the love of my life. So what am I supposed to do? Hmm. And so again, what you were just saying, like matching the real with the, what do you do? And then you just have to kind of be like, listen, like if the man's healthy, it's fine. It's life. What are you going to do? There are dads now who are older and it's the reality of it. And it's like, you could also go be with someone your age who he's got another problem because everybody's got fucking, yeah. not, and his age, I shouldn't even use the word problem because it's not a problem. It's not a problem, Clay's age or your partner's age, you know, but you're going to find someone who now there's something else that is going to affect less how, love. how he fathers. You don't you know? love him as much. Yeah. And like, I know in my heart that Clay, similar to your partner, he's <clears> such a young 46 and he is going to be such a fucking good dad. Mm-hmm. And it sucks that I didn't meet him when he was 40 and I was, well, I wouldn't have been ready. Right. So I was 21 or whatever or whatever I was when he was 40. But like, again, sitting there and even getting out the calculator and doing the math, it's like, what am I doing? And there were days where I was literally sitting there doing math. Yeah. Fucking math. Yeah. Like a piece of paper. And my mom was like, Angie, you're losing your mind. Like, what are you doing? Like, it's fine. He's he's, he's not 100. Like, you're fine. And so this these last 12 months have been like that roller coaster and that whole shit show. And then me now finally, I feel like you're meeting me finally, thank God, the last two months have felt like, okay, you got to fucking let it go, Angie, because you have no other option. Mm -hmm. Your other option is, okay, then go be with someone else who's your age. Okay, go ahead. Then do that. Is that what you want to do? Like really meeting yourself at like, okay, then choose the other option. And if that's still a no, then you must surrender to what you've decided and what you're at. And so, yeah, my children will have what's quote unquote an older dad. Your children will have an older dad, even older than mine. And like, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And then the fear of like, will he pass earlier? Then what am I going to do? I'm going to be alone with them. Like you get to some really dark places, but then you're like, you could also be with a guy who's 32 who dies early because God forbid something happens. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden you're met with these things that only women with older men have understood these, these mind thoughts that I haven't been able to talk to anybody about because none of my friends are with someone who's older. Mm-hmm. They're all with someone their age. So I'm like, wow. And Clay, of course, being Clay, he's like the chillest, calmest, just chill dude he's like what are you talking about it's no big deal it's fine like i'm glad i waited longer i wasn't ready then or you know like we didn't meet till he was 42 so like he's so good at just like it is what it is in his life yeah thank god he's like that because if not and we were both like that that would not be good so i can tell that like i almost have to get to this place of like letting go or surrender it's like the mental aspect now like my health is fine it's more so like the mental aspect of 
letting that go and really being okay with it. Like really actually actually celebrating it. Like almost mm-hmm. getting to the point where it's like, fuck yeah, my kids have an older dad and it's great. Mm-hmm. Look how wise he is. Look how much he's not a little dipshit who's like having kids too young. No offense to people who had kids too young, but like a lot of them, they weren't ready. And like, we're going to be super ready. So like, it's been a fucking lot. Wow. <laughs> like a dark, dark year of like meeting myself in that, that I did not want to meet and I did not think would happen. And that's what happened. And, and that caused us to fight, which that yeah. doesn't help for conception. So- Right. Yeah, that's the real deal. <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't probably sexy and fun and what you wanted to hear. That was, but it was, was <laughs> that was so good. Thank you for sharing that because no one I'm, talks about that part of the journey. No one talks just about like, it. Oh, you just try and it happens once and then you're just a happy little family. Yeah. You're like, oh, let's talk about the real shit that can come up through that process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what I find so, yeah. so, so I'm curious here. <laughs> yeah, it's so beautiful that you are getting all of that in now. Oh. So yeah. that once, you know, the baby comes, it's like Not he, it he has I, I also love this perspective that that's a part of you he didn't know. And now And that, I didn't know. And now that's a part of you that he he's met and he's still choosing you and he's yeah. still loving you and yeah. he's still with you. Yeah. So I also get a little bit excited when a Aww. when a gnarly part of me comes out well, and then it and then he I was afraid he was going to leave with it. And I'm like, yeah. oh wow, so y- you've seen that part of me and you love me in that part of me and my like obsessive, you know, cleanliness or the gargoyle in me or like the mean one in me and like you're still here and you still love me and like Yeah, the afraid little girl in me. Such a gift in yeah. that. And yeah, I mean, with, with with my partner and I, there are these specific moments where I will like <gasps> You know, I will get afraid yeah. because I've done the math. I've done the math. I've done yeah, the you're math. like, I'm not stupid. I've done the math. I've done the yeah. math, especially like if, you know, we get pregnant next year and then like, or maybe we don't like, yeah. you know, and there's going to be an, maybe another year of waiting and then, but the way, the way, the way that I've, re- what I've really anchored into is that no matter what, I'm going to be supported. I'm going to yeah. be supported. It's not about like, um, he is the only him and me are the only ones that are going to be fully responsible for mm. the family essence, the raising of kids. We're going to be supported. We're going to have really help good. here. I didn't, I didn't think about that. We're going to have help here. And then in 20 years, I'm going to have support. I'm going to have help. I'm going to yeah. have people around me. And like, but then, by then your children will be in their 20s and they're going to have their own, like our kids were probably around exactly. the same age, right? We're probably going to exactly. be, they will be pregnant together. So fun. And all um, of our, all our of- children will be grown up by then. Like yeah. they're not going to need, of course, they'll still need parenting, but they're going to be off doing who knows what. <laughs> and I I also think about like if if my partner goes before me, which he may not, you know, we never know what's going to happen. He yeah. may not go before me. But if he does go before me, what, what, you know, the math of where will I be at at that time of my life? And I'm am I prepared to be single? Let's say am I prepared to be single at 60 and go back into the dating field? Because wow. I don't have a choice about that. Like wow. I have a choice to date, but I don't have a choice about losing the most important person to me oh yeah and so that's something that i have to face every day with my partner i don't i don't sit down and i'm like thinking about it but our love Mm. beckons me to take to to make love more important than the control Mm. and of course i choose that kind of love of course i choose a love that takes me into that level of letting go of control yeah and my the only plan that I have created, the thing for me that feels the most the best, is that in that time of my life, mm. if John goes, maybe he'll live like forever. Which He's probably amazing. live like 110. And maybe but my my deepest joy, my deepest like excitement is that at that time, I'm gonna be so filled on our love, on our family, on our journey that I actually am I'm like 
complete. I'm so happy for the rest mm. of my life. And I'm going to go into the woods. I'm going to buy property and I'm going to create a fox sanctuary. I'm going to have a fox sanctuary. You'll definitely be in the woods. I'm going to have fox babies. I'm going to like totally learn how to take care of foxes. And like that will be wow. my, and then I'll have, you know, I'll have like whimsical Merlin lovers that will come in every once in a while to keep me happy. But <laughs> dude, this is totally going to be your life. I would not. I would not be surprised at all. I'd be like, know, yeah, that's Maddie. That's what she's doing. That much of a plan. Living that magical life. That much of a plan makes me feel good. I'm like, okay, that plan yeah. makes no, me dude, like, this is real. I'm ready to go in. I'm curious, what mm-hmm. has he said to it? Because I love hearing like the male's perspective. Because sometimes they're just very mm-hmm. like, we're so emotional. We've created the whole story. You're already 60 years old. Like we're so out of the present. And men sometimes are like, dude, it's fine. You know, like I like I just love that about dudes. They're just like, dude. It's fine. And I just like need that sometimes. I'm curious what he says when you say real honest things like, dude, what if you're 60 years old when we start having children? Mm-hmm. Like you are 90 when they're 30. Like what does yeah. he say to that? I, I would love to know because yeah. he's like a wise guy. He's who, so like, wise. What's his quick answer? Or is he like, yeah, you're right. It, it's going it, to, I don't know. Like I would love to know what he yeah. says to this conversation. So we've all, we've, we're, we're in a process of how do we talk about that in a way we both feel good. Oh, because well, this is a it, thing. Because okay. process over content is one of our main focuses, which means mm-hmm. it's not so much about the content about age that matters the most. It's more the process of how we hold each other in that. Mm. So we'll have the conversation about age, yeah. but how we do it, how we hold each other, how we have physical contact as we go into that very tender yeah. topic matters more. Yeah. So we're learning how. Him and I want to do MDMA soon. Oh, great. It. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Just have an MDMA ceremony specifically around Yeah. That. Just around like that. Like not feeling Beautiful. rushed. Like knowing that like I've got time. Yeah. And why am I so afraid of this thing called time? Yeah. That we can't. It's the one thing we can't buy more of and we can't change. We can't. We can't. And the irony is when you're stressing about time, you're literally not in the present moment of the time. You're right. you're, you're stealing from yourself. Yeah, you're not you're not trusting that there is a higher plan. You know, as much as we like create comedy about these things, yeah, yeah. there is a higher plan. Like everything mm. is really intentional. Why you're not pregnant mm. right now, there's something intentional with that. Yeah. And we learn to listen. Mm. We learn to listen. So, you know, he's very um he's also he's always very Curious about my experiences in that, wanting to hear my fears mm-hmm. and look at the fears of like, what's the fear? Is the fear that when he gets older, da da da, or is it da da da? And like really looking at that, and then taking whatever the fear is, and 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 not creating a game plan, yeah. but just talking to the fear. Mm, um, I like talking that. to what happens if he goes before me. Mm. Um, what happens if I go before him? You yeah. know, yeah, because that's a possibility um what happens when we're older uh you know he's older and i'm also older and our interests are different our our activity levels yeah. are different and and he so beautifully is doing so much for his health to be the he is more fit than most 30 year olds that i know yeah he cares about his health than more 30 year olds. i feel safe with him safer around that stuff because he takes such meticulous care about his health and has so much he wants to live for yeah and i trust that like our love inspires him to the point that he wants to take you know, that's deep great care of himself. Yeah. So is he feel does he say like, OK, we, we need to start having no. kids now, though, then? No, he's oh. ve- and he's he's very he he's guys even man. from now. He's like he's like, I don't want you know, I don't want making a baby to be a job. I want us to always mm-hmm. take care of our love and our connection first. And we're not even technically trying yet. Yeah. And and he, because, you know, he's had experiences with in the past. Mm. Um, So he, I'm does kind he have of, children or no? I'm, 
He did have it. Yes. I mean, yes, he had oh, a daughter. Oh, okay. He had a daughter who passed oh, okay. at age, I believe, 22. Her name's Claire Wineland. Oh. And she was a phenomenal uh, outspoken speaker on cystic fibrosis, which is what she had. And one of the reasons why John is so wise about yeah. this is because he he had a child from birth who had um, cystic fibrosis. So from birth, they knew that she was not going to live a long life. Jesus. So he had to that's face, heavy. he had to face death every day. So he's had an interesting relationship. He's with, had, that's his, he been has, his relationship with parenthood so far. What, what was that? Yes. So it's like, and she, you know, she has, clean she stuff. has YouTube, tons of YouTube Aww. videos. She, there's a foundation over her. Wow. She was famous, just yeah. famous. So his knowledge around loving you, you something so deeply and letting go has been passed into us of what the, does that look like, oh, you know, and wow. feeds into me and how I'm yeah. learning to love and face death the way he has. And so wow. just a lot. <laughs> no, it's real. No, do I mean, this, real. Is, this is what a podcast should be. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. the fluffy shit. Yeah. It's real. That's real. Mm-hmm. It's real. I think that only if you're in that situation, similar ish, um, where you can feel that like you're, you're meeting yourself in that. And I think for some reason, one of my lessons here, right. Insert in the the spiritual, one of my lessons here on this journey is I, I overcoming this fear of time and control, mm-hmm. right. Obviously, because why else would I have chosen a partner where that's what I'm having to learn right now? Because mm-hmm. if a hundred percent, that wasn't situation, I wouldn't have had to be learning it. So that's kind of what I'm always dancing with. I'm like, oh, maybe I'm like, what am I supposed to be learning in this? What and then your this spirit that you bring forward, yeah. like you, you doing this gnarly work, because it's yeah. not, it's not pretty to alchemize. It's, yeah. it's, you know, we can say this all the time of like, it's the hard work, yeah. but you're, you're like, you really deeply understand in this time. And I think we all have oh, yeah. these moments where we really deeply understand something we're supposed to shapeshift yeah but you i was talking recently on one of my teaching reels that changing karma actually feels like breaking bones it's torture but you can't just go get a cast you have to sit with the bone breaking you have to be in the bone breaking that's what this last year has felt like emotionally Mm -hmm. and like shifting the mindsets Mm -hmm. yeah but like it makes sense because it's like okay the greatest endeavor of my life of being a parent like jesus of course i had did i really think i wasn't gonna have to like go through some shit before Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. i was just like (laughs) la-di-da i wouldn't be surprised if your baby's like up to this a badass too. you're a badass oh. of course but up to this is like i'm gonna wait a little longer yeah i'm like totally. i want you to go through this like yeah right you know there's baby alchemy happening oh yeah because i already i feel like a completely different woman now than i did mm. even 12 months ago completely different i'm a totally different person like if you would have talked to me how i feel about it so if it would have just happened on the first try which movies have sold us that that's just what happens and i would have probably been i'd be with a two-month-old and it would be just i i don't know yeah you're right then i'd have different issues on this end so it's like i guess i'm rather kind of like mm-hmm. i feel like it's like an iron i'm like just like ironing out some shit <laughs> just cleaning up some shit breaking real quick bones before. ironing out breaking okay okay like like you're never ready right ready is a lie but it's like you're at least in a more ideal like emotional situation with your shit and i don't know it's got me just thinking a lot i'll be on walks i'm like okay like how do i want to parent different than my mom and i just i'm just like thinking about a lot of stuff in this time because like what else i have to do you know, while I'm wait- waiting. So I'm just like, hmm, what did my mom do that maybe I would want to redo? Like, just kind of doing the, I guess you call it the inner work. I don't know if that's the work. But How did you find your way back into your, like, what What right now is the passion that you're now mm. focusing back into? And is it is it yeah. lighting you up? Is it bringing yeah. you joy? I feel like the, the thing that really helped me was the mindset shift of, I think, um, 
I think we live in a society and and let me know how you feel about this too, is like this either or mentality of like, you're either a stay at home mom who's like, you know, the like, I don't know, you call it the trad wife, I guess. Have you seen this on like TikTok? Mm-hmm. It's like the traditional wife where you're trad like- Trad wife. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like a trend on Hashtag TikTok. Hashtag trad wife. <laughs> trad, trad talk. Trad talk. <laughs> so, you know, it's like the domestic goddess, right? And she's at home and um, raising her babies and breastfeeding them 24-7 and frolicking in fields. And she is just like the calm domestic goddess or what, you know, social has, has painted as this picture. And then you've got like this- the other side of the spectrum, which is like really intense too. You've got like this boss babe who's like, I just need money. I don't need family or children. I'm, you know, you're like, ah, like they're both so intense, right? And I think the thing that I've been playing with and like dancing with, and I talk a lot with who, you know, Sam Skelly with about this is like, those are both so extreme. And the answer is probably somewhere in the middle of how I will be. And that's okay. And I'm breaking already these molds and these stories around like, my mom didn't work. So I saw a mother who was a stay-at-home mom 24-7, but that built a lot of codependency because I was her entire life and mm-hmm. her being and her purpose and her joy and her everything. And if I breathe, she breathed, right? So I thought that's what you have to do to be a mom. So I was under this impression, like, I'll just quit everything and I'll just get pregnant and then I will just be so happy with them. And what God or whatever's really woken me up to already is like they're laughing and they're like, oh, no, 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 you're putting so much pressure on that to fulfill everything. And so what I've been focusing on a lot now is actually my my career again or creative passions and getting back into the podcast, um, creating more comedy content. I obviously love doing that. It's just, I just love fucking laughing. Um, and maybe getting back into live events and these things that I'm doing just now for me and because I do want to be an example for my children of like, I want them to have a mom who's like really passionate and mm. like, oh, wow, my mom does cool shit. Like my mom also has a life outside of me and that's okay. And that actually makes me a better mom than just like, if you breathe, I breathe, you know, mm-hmm. which is like kind of a codependency. I mean, that's what I grew up with, which is beautiful. I mean, she was such a good mom, but also like, wow, I didn't see my mom with hobbies. I didn't see my mom with girlfriends. I didn't see my mom with a career. Wow. None of it. It was just, I'm a mom and that's what I do. And then my mm. dad worked in very, very, very traditional roles. Um, and so knowing that like, I think there's this cool space where you can kind of do both, obviously with help, like you definitely need help. But like, I think there's this cool way to kind of blend the both of like, I want to be an awesome mom and I want to have creative passions and endeavors. And I'm a very passionate, creative person. So if I don't let that out, I notice it just like Mm -hmm. the energy goes back in, which is not good. It needs to be put out, which I'm sure you feel too when you create. It's like, it feels almost like cathartic. And so if not, you get a little constipated. <laughs> so I'm, yeah, I don't know. I'm really focusing on just my own joy right now and like mm. getting back into, I guess you call it working more, but I don't know if I, I don't want to call it that. Cause that sounds like sad and like negative, but like in a good way, but in an energy of like, because I like this and because it's fun and it helps people mm-hmm. because in the, yeah, when I, anytime you're in a hard season, it's like filling myself with joy is the greatest thing I can yeah. do. So yeah. that's kind of where I'm at right now. All right. So mm-hmm. your main, what you mainly do is yeah. comedy mm-hmm. And the podcast, your, the podcast in yeah. your gummies. You got. Oh, yeah. I mean, I own, I own soul. Yeah. Yeah. And we're soul. planning to sell uh, to, to soul to sell soul <laughs> this year. So that'll be really, oh, really exciting. Yeah. We've been in the works for a while, but um, it's finally coming to its end, which is very bittersweet. But yeah. um, excited about that, that. That's like the dream. It's like you build this whole thing and you sell it. Yeah. And... But it's almost like it becomes a kid. Right. And you like don't want to go to college, you know? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, don't go off to school. I love yeah. you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Mike and I, my brother and I are, are, are talking about that, what that's going to look like. So I can feel that this is like a year of a lot of change that's about to happen in 2024. And I'm kind of just like really in a season of 
Like what makes me happy? Like outside of even clay or this, this deep desire to be a mom and that to be my purpose. It's like, what the fuck is just going to make me happy right yeah. now? Yeah. And I didn't know that I needed to learn that lesson. And I think that I was about to like, if it, I was about to like lose myself if mm. not. And so I'm like, that's where I'm at right now. I'm like, Hey, commit to yourself. And that ultimately helps everything else. Like it starts with us and then your relationship is richer if you're happy and then your parenthood. And so that's like what I'm like, my focus right now mm -hmm. is like joy, happiness, creation. How can I just like be in that vibration mm -hmm. versus like the desperate energy or the sad energy or the like waiting energy? I think that sometimes when we go through these periods of depression, mm -hmm. it's, it's, what it was, yeah. it's like a, it's a stopping of the energy flowing and the energy is still trying to flow somewhere. But when we stop it, uh, it, it like it's, you know, energy wants to circulate through us and perhaps discharge out, go out into the world, circulate through us and then go out, circulate through us, go out. So when we start to cork it, it's like, there's nowhere for it to go except just in and back on us. Wow. And so it makes us lethargic and the energy wants to flow somewhere, but we have all this energy that's just weighing us back down. Yes. So that's finding- such a good way to like articulate yeah, what depression can feel like. It helps me have that visual of like- it's stagnation. the stagnation. It's and water that's, that's idle and water does not want to be idle. Mm -mm, that's, yeah, it, it starts moldy. to get moldy. It's literally, yeah, it starts to soak through the floorboards. Yeah. And that's why this concept of like being busy isn't a bad thing if you love what you're mm -hmm. doing because yeah. it's, it's it's momentum. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And- for it's so funny just like the parallels of our journey yeah. you're you're a step ahead you're a couple steps ahead of where i'm at now but mm -hmm. i have gone through something very similar this year as well with john saying to me like i want you to be happy because i've had stuff come up around the way that i do my work or my creative yeah, passions yeah. because i am so and have been I've been in a space of service with people via coaching and group programs yeah. for 14 years now wow, in yeah. some shape or form, mostly coaching for 14 years, but the last few years, group coaching. And it's hard sometimes to hold a team and hold group programs and yeah, hold resistance. It's like group programs, especially with the work that I do around love, it's yeah. kind of designed for people's wounds to come up okay. designed for yeah, their, you think it's gonna be all fun and it's like it's like let's talk about love it's like actually i'm creating a space for all of your reasons why you don't want to love to come into it and daddy wounds mom wounds Whew. exactly and it's it's a it's a it's heavy it's a, it's a like contract that i don't think i quite want to make it's not really my highest joy is to hold resistance and i've been clear on that for a long time wow. but how do i formulate something that's not necessarily mm. the space for the resistance but more so the space for the dreams the space for the let's practice something new let's practice a new way of loving can we all agree to go into this oh. new you know, and and you can't yeah. quite just choose that as a teacher. You can't yeah. quite just say yeah. we're just going to focus on the blend stuff. Yeah. And so I've been in this path of as I'm preparing for motherhood, because we're all we're also going to start trying within the next few months mm -hmm. as I'm going to start that journey. Um, how much holding do I allot for the outside world and how much holding do I allot for the family? Mm -hmm. And how do I make it proportional and feel good and what makes me happy in regards? Yeah. I love I love helping people. I love making videos, yeah. but I've stopped making comedy content yeah. actually this past like seven months because oh. I've been so focused on supporting in in mm -hmm. in these ways and i do miss comedy too yeah yeah i really miss you're very good at it yeah it's you're, you could tell it's a part of you it's been a while too yeah. and i start to notice that if i'm not 
and I'm not creating more levity. Mm. And I was getting started on like creating my first stand-up, getting really excited. Yeah. And then I just was like, that's too scary. <laughs> I'm not gonna do you gotta do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Seems you gotta do it. Terrifying. Oh my god, no, you'd be so good. Oh, thank you. Oh my god. How many great. shows have you done? You've done stand-up, yeah. Yeah, I've done stand-up a few times and then I've done it at big um I've done like bits and stuff at big events, like big um like women's events where I've like brought in comedy into personal so development awesome. and kind of like dance with it. Um and that's my vision this year. If I do an event in Austin in, in the summer, I would kind of like I wanna blend like comedy meets personal development meets like a dance party like just like oh just like joy just like so much fun Mm. but yeah I could see that I think I think anybody who has that comedy bug in them um it's interesting though some people work from like I don't know some people work better with like like the I don't know you call like What's what would be the opposite of levity? What do you even call it? I don't even fucking know. Levity? Yeah, what would be the opposite of levity? Like depth, dark? Maybe. Heavy. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know. Look at me. I'm like, I don't know. Um, and so knowing, like, if you do play in that, because you're great at that, okay, like, what are the boundaries around that? Or maybe you're in a season where that's that's not working anymore, right? I think for a lot of people, it's like it couldn't work for a season or five years or ten years, but maybe you're in a season of like, dude, I just need fucking light. And I get these DMs all the time. So this is like a thing right now. I feel like maybe because the world was crazy the last few years, whatever. But the like one of the biggest DMs I get right now is like how do I be funny or how to be silly or how do I be light or yeah. how do I, I just want to play or I want to like, Oh wow, this is the gift that like I want to keep giving women. Cause I think that there's this, it's in, it's in a lot of women. And you you want to let so it out. Well. Oh, you do it's it so, so well. Sweet. You're such a voice and you take such a stand for mm. play, yeah. joy, inner child. Like, but it's, uh, it's easy for me though. Right. So is it really my challenging myself? No, <laughs> That's just who I, mean, I am. I just, gift. I just like fucking it's around. Gift. I just fuck gift. around. <laughs> Yeah, it's your transmission that people, you know, we were talking about earlier shapes when you take a shape, you take this shape where people can pick up on it where they go, oh, she is someone who's like living in the levity, Mm. living in the fun, living in the play. And like, I feel more playful in her vicinity. And I feel like it's so necessary for women who I always try to encourage, like women like you, who I'm like, okay, I know they like making funny videos, even if it's literally just for you, it should just be for yourself, like Mm. literally just to be the little girl in you who wants to like lock yourself in your room and just make a funny skit. Like and wear a fucking wig, mm-hmm. like oh my god, like it's it's so fun. What is grand the so, baby grandma? What is baby grandma? Yeah. So in college, when I wasn't, you know, I was a dork who like I didn't want to party. Um, and my roommate at the time, she was like, it's almost like you're a grandma, but you're young, so you're like a baby. And I was like, baby grandma, and I started using the term on the blog. And then it became the name of my community. So it's been the term for the last 14 years. The community yeah, baby grandma. Yeah, they're called baby grandma. So yeah, like on my show, you hear I'll say, what's up, baby grandmas? And now it's a merchandise line. I have the mugs and I have all the funny oh my stuff. God. Yeah, so they're the baby grandmas. That's cool. So yeah, like my event, we had a bunch of signs, the baby grandmas everywhere. Um, so yeah, my community, I call them the baby grandmas. That's great. <laughs> the baby grandma. That's great. I mean, so, yeah, you I, need to just make funny shit, even if it's just like once yeah. a week, just for you. Yeah. Medicine for you. That's always how it's it's been. And that's always how oh, it should be. It's always like, how it should be. Yeah. Make whatever, make whatever inspires, not even inspires, just make what's coming through. Yeah. Just make what's fucking coming through. Yeah. Like I made a funny bit on um it was so cathartic too, is like girls trying to conceive be like, like with that I saw trend. That. Yeah. And it was one of my favorite pieces of work because I tied in something that is so deep and so sensitive and so fucking real for me right now. And I found a way when I was writing the script to like real quick over the lines and my mom was over. So I was like, will you film this outside? And um, we like kind of like almost like laughed and cried after. And she was like, wow, that was so cool. And mm-hmm. she, my mom couldn't really articulate it, but she's like, it's so cool that you can use comedy to dance with this pain. And I'm like, yeah, what else am I going to fucking do? Mm-hmm. Let's make fun of it. Let's make fun of how chaotic and psycho I am, like doing all these weird things now. Like that's the only way I'm going to get through it. Because if not, like what am I supposed to just be heavier on myself? Like that doesn't seem to be 
working with it. And it was so cool to see like hundreds of women DMing me like, dude, you just helped me today on this journey with that. Like, mm. so it is like comedy is medicine in that aspect so much. where sometimes I do it. I'm just fucking around. And sometimes I'm like, no, this is, a, there's a message behind this too, that my, my intention when I posted it, I was like, I hope at least one girl can just like laugh at the fact that we're like psycho about these stupid apps. I'm like, what am I ovulating? You know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's actually really funny. <laughs> so I don't know. I think my intention is like, how can I create more silly stuff where I have wigs and characters and it's just fun. But then also like, mm, can I challenge that muscle of like, let's talk about like deeper shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like dating someone older be like, that'd be kind of funny. Like, <laughs> when is he going to die? Like, I don't know, like, like finding the ha- like the funny in the dark, right? Mm-hmm. That would be a funny video. You got to do that one. Yeah. You got to do that one. <laughs> I've wanted to make some, I've wanted to make some videos about like daddy. Yeah. Like, you know, like, like being out in public, people are like, is that your dad? You're like, nope. Yeah, and like who knew that when I was, you know, I have all these memories of. Wait, how old is your dad? My dad is not that much older than. Okay, this is a real combo. My dad is six. six, He's, I mean, he's enough older. He's sixty-four. Sixty-four. Okay, yeah. What does your dad think? Um, my dad's like, you know, it's so interesting. (laughs) Now I'm interviewing you. You know, know, what does your dad think? My dad, he he has always said that it's going to take one in a million men to hold you and for you to love them he knows that he's like it's gonna take a very 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 particular man yeah to be with you i love you maddie but to be with you and for you to be with them for a man to catch your eye and like you want to stay with them so he understands and he he loves john he met him he met him a while ago but he re-met again in thanksgiving and he was just when we had our thanksgiving prayer he was so sweet he was just like i love that both my girls have great men in their lives that are so strong so was he mad when you very first told him when you first started dating him Jesus, Madeline, why? Oh, okay. and then yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. my dad. He's immediately like, Wadabrilla. And then he's like, well, okay, if you look. Yeah. You know, he he has this micro closure yeah. and then a massive opening. Oh, I love that. So no matter the, what it is. The fallacy is people think that women with someone older is like always like, it's about money or something. And it's like, right. no, it's actually like the, la- like that literally, I mean, for some people, I'm sure there's gold diggers out there. Of course there is. <laughs> but like, it's, it's not like, that's not what it's about at yeah. all. Like, no. I think a lot of women just mature faster, so you needed someone who could meet your brain. Totally. He's <laughs> so. the only person that I've ever felt deeply met in all the, these different ways. Like, we're yeah. made for each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sweet. On, oh, my God, love On it. the surface level, this is a really beautiful thing I, I read from David Data once. On the surface level, um, the masculine will choose, like, young and beautiful, like, as their uh, – like, like, the masculine look for beauty and youth on the surface. And then the feminine will look for some kind of consciousness via wealth. So that's the surface attraction. That's why we see older rich men with young, like we're looking for the opposite. She's looking for depth. He's looking for pleasure and radiance. Safety, pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. So the deeper level of that is that she is seeking wisdom yeah. And he's seeking radiance. Yeah. So it just so happens that sometimes beauty. there is an age gap because yeah. like, you know, he's feeling the ra- not, not just the beauty, but the radiance within her. And she feels, oh, you know, I love that my partner's built mm-hmm. something. He has so much experience around love and depth yeah. and partnership. Dumb games, yeah. So, there, you know, we I think I'm a huge fan of women being with older men, even if it's only f- Me five, too. five years. Yeah, even if it's only a few years. I told my friend, I'm like, you're 35, find a 40 year old, like at least just a few years. Like, I just, love just, it. Yeah, I'm like, come on, dude. Because, like, what she's expecting, I'm like, no offense. Like, it's just young, which again, it's totally fine. But, like, most, I mean, I'm 33. So, like, a man at 33 is still 
we're all figuring out our life, but like that's mm-hmm. still very young as a, for a man. So I told her, I was like, you're going on dates with 30 year old guys expecting the world of them. Like, you better be successful and you better have his life together and you better be emotionally aware and you better be. I'm like, dude, that's not a 30 year old. Maybe. They're, of course, they're out there. They're, of course, but I don't know. Just like up your chances. Maybe just go up a little bit on the apps. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. I mean, I, but I think I, she's right here. I think a lot of girls are like, wait, wouldn't it be weird? And it's like, no, like, I, you don't notice it. So yeah, I think that oh, advice to women, just, I don't know. Chad, Chad, who's 29, might not give you the world, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Chad's yeah. still trying to figure out his shit, which is totally fine. Chad should be. Well, it depends. Right? Do you want a prince or do you want a king? True. I mean, and I have both- a 36-year-old brother. He's always, you know, love him. But, you know, he's going to be very different in his 40s than he is now. He's he's liking being young and in his 30s. So it's like, you know, most men, I hear the corner that when they, t- it's about 40 when they're like, turning that corner mm-hmm. of like, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So right. But I love men. So I don't want this is not against men. I fucking no, love men. Men no. are the best. This is about this yeah. is about like the theme of women finding guys who are not yet in their kingdom and trying to make them be there. Yeah. Instead of trying to find someone to make them be there, just go find someone who is there for mm-hmm. like is in the place that feels good to you. Yeah. So and alternatively, changing. I don't know if you've dealt with this, but like Clay met me. I've I've gone through a lot of like princess. Mm. a little bit that I need to work mm-hmm. on. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, I got a brat in me. Yeah, it's not an archetype that I like. I need to cool <laughs> it, okay? So I'm working on my, even though this word is like so cheesy to me sometimes, but I'm, I'm my word for the year is my actually queen. queen. No, it is. It's like my word <laughs> for the year because I'm like a queen is, she's smart, Refined. she's resourceful, she handles shit. She's still like, you know, nourished and taken care of, but like she's the boss. And like, I think when I think of a mother, I think of a queen. Like I think of a queen bee who's like, she's kind of doing it all. She gets support. She's handling shit. She has self-care, but she also like knows how to take action. Like I want to be a queen and I have never really practiced that fully. I've been very like princess. And so similar to men going from prince to king, it's like, I need to work on that. So I'm with our relationship coach. Mm -hmm. That's what we're always working on. It's like, why do I immediately go to damsel in distress? She's like, dude, you're not a fucking damsel. Mm -hmm. You can figure this out. You can do this. I'm like, oh, Mm. but why is that my natural, Mm. like damsel, you figure it out. You do it, Clay. You know, it's like, that's not cute after a while. Cause he's not attracted to that Mm -hmm. fully. He's like, what are you doing? You're not you're not 15 like that's mm. not you know so I don't know that's like something I'm always working on or yeah on and that's also another beautiful thing about being with someone who's older is that they're gonna beckon you into that yes I wonder if that's because yeah because I think if I was with someone my age he wouldn't really have noticed that yeah. but with him I noticed, know what to do with it you yeah, know like notice it more he's like uh stop it you, like be a queen right now he'll yeah. say that. he's like I want to be with the queen love I'm it. not trying to be with the princess mm, love it and I took that as mean at first though I was like yeah. what do you mean like da-da-da, you want to be with this like because I assumed a queen, this is so bad to say, but like I have always seen queens in Disney movies or whatever. I've always seen them as cold. They're masculine. They're intense. I don't I don't resonate with any of those words. And so I'm like, no, a queen can be light and silly and playful. Like I can redefine what queen is for me. So once I've learned that, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll be a queen. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, why do you want me to be like militant and cold and like I don't know I've always seen queens in movies like that like they're just like kind of like the bitch and so he's like no that's not what it is at all and so that was one of the things we're working on too this year is like he I can tell that his soul wants to see me in that queen energy before children because he's like that's who's that's who's gonna mother my children Mm. you know and I'm like was being a little princessy so beautiful I mean I don't know I I love that I love that path I don't know if you guys deal with that too but yeah it's oh yeah 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 Yeah. I have I have moments where I get huffy and puffy about having to I get huffy and puffy about having and fussy about having to go the extra mile in something and part be an adult (laughs) be an adult and like juggle and hold so many like I said I do juggle and hold a lot of the things yeah but um yeah the the way in which I get a little bit 
like I withhold love or I get, mm, mm. you know, he he would rather me fully express my brat. I don't want to do it. Like actually fully animate yeah. the princess rather than be the selfish, uh, leaky, Ooh, resistant, withholding aggressive. love, passive aggressive princess. Be a fucking prince. Like, you know, yeah. set the stage. <laughs> don't want to like, throw out the garbage. Just fucking be pissed about it. You know, yeah. and, <laughs> and amplify it and show your heart with You're it. So you know, so that's that. a constant practice of, you know, like the gamification of it. Yeah. I love how you do that. I think about it randomly. I'll think about you randomly sometimes. I'm like, ooh, what if I like, gamified this or something? Yeah. Like, I don't take out the trash. Like, I don't want, like, I just make a whole scene out of it. Yay. And instead, I make like a whole hilarious scene out of it. Cause I'm like, all right, if I go take, if I have to, go ta- if I have to take out the trash, I might as well make it fun or funny. Exactly. And, and like, <laughs> Kim and I, we like make faces. We make faces where, and we just really try to do what's happening inside, full of our love and our heart, yeah. rather than fine. I'll do that. You know, just stoic. Yeah, that's so. Fake. It's brought in the princess in a way that she's included, but she has to. She has to be included. She has to come in. She has to arrive. Wow. Do you have courses you know? on that? Or like, where do, where would I learn more about this? You can learn that in some of my programs. Okay. I'm like, no, I'm serious. I'm like, I want to learn more about this because yeah. it's also like new to me. But I'm like, how do I work on that? Like, I have a friend. I, you know Mel Wells probably, right? She's great. So she, I know she's like talked about, I've watched some of her webinars on like the archetypes. There's mm-hmm. like the sorceress and then there's the like the queen the print there's all the different you know made into mother and i'm like going through this I'm like okay i feel like i have like a lot of these pretty good whatever and then i'm like the queen is the one i'm like oh i don't know mm-hmm. but it's like why is there this resistance what is the fear of being a queen so queen are queens lonely i think are queens not taking care of them are queens not what's my fear of being a fucking queen i should be like yeah queens are awesome well so, a really beautiful so thing you can do and you're giving me PR on you're giving me ideas too for Ooh, programs okay. because I think that actually you know you're making a great point. I'm your avatar, something. <laughs> but you can take the like take the posture just for just for sixty seconds or maybe a little longer than you're comfortable with, but like taking the posture of the queen mm, and not say. moving <laughs> at all, just keeping your your spine straight and just take because the the but the the mind will follow the body, the body will follow the mind. So if you do something with your body and you'll hold that. Like it literally will create more strength in your spine to meet life. Wow. So feel what that's like just to hold the posture of the queen. Mm. You can do this with any archetype someone works with is holding a posture of it. Mm. It's like the yoga of the queen. It's like mimicking. You're taking the yoga. You Like any posture you would do in yoga, you're, you know, you feel like a warrior and warrior too. Wow. Feel like a queen when you take the queen pose. Wow. Whatever that, you know, and you can choose. Yeah, I'm like, I, I think is. of like Beyonce, like. On stage. Find it, whatever All it is, classy. and then hold it for a little longer than you're comfortable with and open as it and breathe as it. I'm going to do that at home today. That's a yeah. good tip. I'm going to do that. I'm going to be like, he's going to walk in and be like, what the fuck are you doing? You're like in a blue silk gown. I am a queen. I'm a queen. He's going to be like, whatever works, okay? Do your Whatever gets shit. you there. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, whatever, dude. <laughs> oh, bless. Oh, my God. This was the most vulnerable episode I've ever done in my entire Whoa! life. Probably. Thank you for doing this on my show. So, I don't know if we're going to air this, but no, sure, no, why no. not? This is... Vulnerability hangover. Who cares? This is, I know. I'm going to go home. I'm going to drive my, my my car on the way home being like, what did I just say? It was all perfect, though. <laughs> yeah, who cares? Beautiful. Angie, thank you so Aww, much for coming on to the Madeline so Moon good. Show. This was so epic. And thank you for, like, setting the stage for that level of depth and vulnerability mm. because I, I feel like without you having done that, yeah. some of the other beautiful juicy pieces would not have been shared so yeah no I feel like we have a lot of similarities in that and so I think it's interesting for women to hear who maybe are in a similar season or Mm -hmm. I think we're just getting to the point with content where it's like people are hearing the same shit and not the real shit yeah so it's like what we're here for if I'm comfortable saying this in front of you right now why not also say in front of Mike what do I have to lose yeah so I'm just like yeah Mm -hmm. 
I'm so grateful. This was so beautiful. So grateful too. Is there anywhere that you want people to go to find out more about you or things that are upcoming for you? Yeah, you guys can go to AngieLee.com, Angie Show on Instagram, and then the Angie Show on where you listen to podcasts. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you, Angie. Oh, and GetSoul.com. Get some soul. Get soul. And soul is S. O-U-L. U-L. Yep. Like soul. Amazing CBD gummies, sleep, anxiety, pain. We got you. Yay. Thank you, everyone, so much for joining us for another episode of the Madeline Moon Show. If you enjoyed this, we would love to have a five-star review on iTunes or leave a review on Spotify. And, of course, you can pick up a copy of Artist of Love, my best-selling book on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. It's very good. Thank you. It's very good. I read it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I didn't know that. Thank you so much. And we'll see you in two weeks for another episode. <laughs> Wait, you gotta keep that in. You gotta keep that in. <laughs>